Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Jo Milmine, and this is episode 140, Knit Accessories, Essentials and Variations. Hello and welcome into episode 140 of the podcast. I'm Joe. I'm your host and today is Friday the 3rd of April 2020 and I'm back again with you. I can still, it doesn't matter how much I try and lock them up and give them something to do. There will still be some murmuring in the background that may or may not get picked up by this audio but I'm back again with you today with some patterns some ideas and a review of uh it's not a new book but it's been re-released very recently by Kate Atherley that I wanted to have a look at and have a review and I've got that as well for you today so some ideas and stuff to be going on with if indeed you are in that space where you want to be knitting because I know a lot of people are saying I, I can't even pick up the needles right now and that's been something that I have had for a couple of weeks but seem to have turned a corner with this week certainly since Monday I think sometimes just saying out loud that you're struggling with it some kind of cracks the idea you know and it means you can get on with it if you want to but I've picked up my compass sweater again and I'm just rattling around on a few kind of rows with that round not rows I guess because I'm on the body part now but I did realize when I picked it up that part of the reason that I wasn't knitting was because knitting enables deep thought <laughs> and uh, I found as soon as I started knitting like all of the thoughts started racing around in my head so I think it's a way of like ordering your thoughts for me knitting and I found that all of the things started kind of whizzing about so I had to kind of like do a few stitches and put it down and go back to my uh random fantasy novel and and leave that alone and then I realized that's what that was about and um, obviously you can't hide from that stuff forever so I sort of gave myself permission to take a bit of time over that and now I'm back in it again it's all all good all good in the hood which is awesome I hope you are well I hope all your family are also great and uh, you're surviving during this um tricky tricky lockdowny time to be honest, it's not that different to my life a couple of years ago where, you know, I couldn't really go out, had no social life, didn't really speak to anyone unless it was on the internet and was stuck in the house all day with two small children. Like I'd, in many ways, it doesn't feel that different to stuff I've done before, but obviously we don't really have the choice of going out at the moment. So it's, it's yeah, it's not, not that fun second time around, I have to say, even if you've done it before, it's, it's probably not one of those things that ever gets that fun. Um unless it's by choice, I guess. But yeah, I've been doing lots of chatting with friends on FaceTime and such like. Had a little go at house party and I've just been cracking on. I'm not sure what's going on, but the time seems to be going really quickly. I want to be one of these people that are like, oh, I'm so bored. I'm I'm so bored. I'm annoying myself. Like I would love to be that person that, that could be that bored. How do you get that bored? I just don't understand how it can happen. It, this the time goes really quickly, I find. And um, yeah, it's already been two weeks. So <laughs> happy days. 
not that I want to be all Pollyanna if you're the person like if you're at that point that I was at the other week where you're just like I'm just not I'm not I'm not available for this I'm not coping with this then I'm sorry for being a little bit too cheerful but I'm in a reasonable mood today I have to say so and it's got nothing to do with the scone I just ate at all I'm I promise you it's got nothing to do with that scone so yeah all good I think part of it is um chatting on the podcast again to be honest I have been thinking a bit more about why I've been pulled to do more podcasting recently and I think it is going back to the reason why I started it in the first place and that was because I already was a little bit isolated and I wanted to talk to people who were into the same things that I was in and they weren't necessarily around where I was because I was in rural Limpopo in South Africa where you don't really need knitwear and it's not like there are any knitting groups or anything I could go to and all the nearest people were down in sort of Joburg and uh, Cape Town so I was well well on my own up in the sticks pretty much in Zimbabwe well out of the way and I started the podcast almost as a way of kind of reaching out to people and finding that sort of community and just chatting about what went on and sharing stories and just recording stuff and I guess I'm kind of in that space a little bit again now and that's probably why I feel the need to just chat about stuff and get the microphone out and put stuff into the world and I'm lucky that people actually speak back to me as well which is really great I've met tons of people through the podcast now we've been to a number of places recently over the last kind of year or so we've traveled an awful lot and we've been like to Singapore and Australia and all these places and everywhere we go it's a bit of a running joke that I know somebody everywhere and most of them are from knitting like I do know somebody everywhere um which is pretty awesome like considering it was all started from one person on their own this podcast on their own hundreds of kilometers away from anyone else that even listened or did what what I I do you know knitted or whatever to know literally anywhere in the world that I go, I'm like, so who do I know in Singapore? Oh yeah, hi, you know, and meeting up with people is super amazing. And we're all kind of in that space now where we're all sort of locked in, but there's still that big sort of world out there and things will change. Like things are not going to be the same for a while, I don't think, or ever really, because whenever anything big happens, things do change. Um, You know, we weren't always having to take our shoes off to go through metal detectors in airports for instance you know that that didn't always happen and things will change but it is pretty amazing to think that you can be on your own in your spare room with a microphone and zero clue of what you're doing or talking about and then end up with these friends sort of eight years later all over the world it's pretty cool it is pretty cool I do love podcasting and um, that's one of my favorite things that I've got out of it I know it's very trendy these days to kind of like do a podcast, build your audience, have a business, be successful. And you can do all those things with a podcast, but I love how you can just be with, like I said last time, can be with someone or I see it as being with someone wherever they are in the world. So my wee pal Kay, um, who I met actually not through knitting, through um, work and uh, we were both in the Air Force and I met her through that. Um, but she knits as well 
and uh, she was like, oh, Joe, guess what? You're on an oil rig in the North Sea today. And I'm like, that's so awesome. Going from Marguerite Strain to the North Sea oil rig, you know, you can be anywhere with people. And that's what I really love about podcasting. It's been a massive gift. And I think that's why I kind of want to be doing it again now is that feeling that you're with people. And that's kind of certainly the feedback I've had has been, has been like, oh, thanks for being with us. Thanks for encouraging me to lower my expectations to zero. <laughs> you know, um, I don't feel like such a, a crazy when, you know, you're like, yeah, don't worry about it. They didn't need to know that rubbish anyway. It just makes you feel like someone else is there. And it's it's company, you know. You can watch, um, what's it called? What's that Tiger thing called? Tiger King. Not watched it. I don't really watch telly. Like, I really don't watch telly. But everyone's going on about this Tiger King thing. I feel like I need to watch it, but it looks like it's going to be dreadful. Um, and there's bound to be some knitting patterns on it soon. There's bound to be. Anyway, like, I'm, I'm not really one for watching TV at all. Um, certainly not the news. Um, I'm quite picky about what I do watch. And I like to listen to things rather. So it just feels a bit more like company than a T. The TV just seems like it's it's not a conversation. It's a one-way thing. You just sit there and on receive. Whereas, I don't know, I feel like audio is a bit more of a conversation. Because it is just text-based. Well, not text-based, word-based. Word you know, not looking at visuals. You're normally kind of doing something else as well. So I really love audio. And it's just almost should be called this one like a soliloquy, like a, an ode to audio. But I do absolutely adore it. I think it's the best thing ever. So I'm really enjoying being back and chatting to you and enjoying the fact that lots of you are finding it's helping you or you've got a bit of company or a little bit of a treat. I love the idea that I'm somebody's like treat on the break or whatever. So cool. Like, yeah, I don't know. I love it. I just love it. So I have got some show totes for people. And I definitely want to hear if anyone is like a doctor or a nurse or armed forces or a key worker anywhere, um, delivery driver, a train fixer, all of the, the good stuff. If you're out and at work and you want a special shout out, then send me a message. I'm at shinybees on everything or you can email me info at shinybees.com and I will definitely, definitely give you a shout out and I'll give you a little dancing heart. You can't see me doing the little dancing heart, but the dancing heart was a thing that our, our Chinese gym instructor used to do. If you were working hard enough in, in Zumba, I used to give you a little dancing heart, which, you know, it's like I just wanted the dancing heart. So I used to be like proper spirit fingers whenever he came past. Um, but I'm giving you a dancing heart if you're at work. And, um, you know, I don't suppose you're getting a break, but if, if I... If, if you are hearing this at any stage and you want a shout out, then let me know. But I have got shout outs for the following. Poppy Pipkin, who has the best name ever. Like Poppy, I love your name still. I know I've said that before, but I still love it. Nicola Nolan, despite the fact that she's been giving me Yorkshire versus Lancashire banter, you get a shout out as well. And hello to Janet Killips, Diane Kawago, Mary Jones, Nicola Lane, Charlotte Dadswell, Sally Fiona, Miranda Shelley, Lynn Greaterex, who's always commenting on my blog. Thank you so much, Lynn. Daryl Joy Borders, who's another person that's always chatting away to me. Thank you. Saz Mackay, Mitch Thornley, just got a new cat. Awesome. Neil Walk down in Australia. Um, Zoe Gilmore. Uh, Hannah Lehman Taylor, who I haven't seen for the longest time. Hope you're okay, Hannah. And Alice Parsons. If I've missed you, I feel like I've missed you out, then do tag me again. But hello to all of you and thanks for your chit chat over the last few days. I definitely appreciate it. So, anyway, 
cracked through 11 minutes 50 there and we're not even onto the meat and bones or meat and veg, meat and two veg of the of the episode. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about some DK patterns. I've been asking for help with DK patterns for the yarn I brought back from South Africa and I've got a couple of suggestions for you to check out there. Some chit chat and general storytelling and, and fun stuff about uh Sammy's Sammy's calamity, should we call them? It's 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 I'm gonna be like the future JK Rowling basically with Sammy's calamities. I'm gonna be famous and rich. Um, but not if I've told all the stories. See, <laughs> test them out on you first. So it'll be a bit of just random chat on that. If you hate the random chat, I'm not I'm not gonna start to timestamp it so you can skip it. I'm sorry, you're just gonna have to skip through yourself. <laughs> And um, and then we're going to have some chat about uh, knit accessories, essentials and variations, which is a book by Kate Atherley, uh, who has been on the show before. I will link to her episode in the show notes, but I've interviewed her before. She's a super smart lady. And um, this isn't a new book. It's an old book, but I saw that she'd re-released it and sort of brung it back up on Twitter last week and offered to have a look at it for her and review it. So it was um, originally released in 2012, which is forever in internet years. And um, it was the second book she'd ever done. And I wanted to have a look at it because I'm getting loads of questions from people uh, about learning to knit, like starting to learn to knit. Um, you know, asking, like I said, Les, my brother's girlfriend. I've sent her, her off with some some yarn this week. And uh, I thought this would be a good one to have a look at for that purpose as well. So that's what we're going to be chatting about today. So put your feet up, get comfy or drive your train or work work the helicopters in the North Sea, get your knitting and we will crack on with the show. So I asked a couple of episodes ago about DK weight patterns. I've just brought back a sweater quantity of nurturing fibres, super twist DK in the colourway sapphire, which is sapphire blue, basically electric blue. I love that colour. I might only wear that colour from now on. I feel like now is one of those times where you can throw away everything that doesn't suit you colour-wise and only wear colours that you love. And I really like that colour, so... <laughs> I have that and I'm keen to get it onto the needles. I really like the way that Nurturing Fibres yarn smells like I always have. It smells a little bit vinegary and I just think it's ace. It just reminds me of Africa and Africa makes me super happy. So I'm keen to get that going as soon as possible. But I had been finding that I was not finding on Ravelry a lot of nice DK patterns for kind of sweaters that I wanted to knit there's some of them were quite free free some of them were like cropped sweaters and stuff that I don't think I mean like knit them in something finer than DK surely and I just wasn't feeling very inspired there was a lot of kind of cables uh that I didn't want any cables who likes cables I, I need to add cables to my list of of stuff someone I, I haven't written down who it was but someone rather cheekily sent me a, a suggestion for a pattern it was an An Andrea Maori one I think and it was like, it was speckled yarn and it was reverse stocking stitch. I'm just like, no, <laughs> no, never. Um, but yeah, I was struggling to just find anything that I liked that I was like, yeah, this is like, it's going to be good. You know, it's going to work nicely. So I threw out the, put up the kind of bat signal and asked for some help. 
and I got some a couple of suggestions. So Laura Stevens suggested going looking at some patterns by uh, Truly Myrtle Libby. I didn't find a huge number of patterns over there, but the ones I found were really nice, but not that many for DK. But there was definitely some really lovely patterns for other weights, so I've kind of bookmarked that. Uh, Kim Hargreaves is someone that, I, for some reason, I've never heard of. But isn't Kim Hargreaves the name of like one of the people in Sex and the City as well? That's just come into my head. Could have made that up, but I think it is. So now I'm going to see her, even if that's not her name. You know the blonde one? Um... I'm going to, not the not the one, blonde one with the shoes, the other blonde one, the short blonde one, you know. Um, I'm just going to like think, see her face every time I read Kim Hargreaves. She was recommended by Laurie Hathaway. Now, in fairness to Laurie, she's absolutely called it. Like, there's like 200 and odd patterns in DK by Kim Hargreaves, right? But there's only 13 of them in PDF form on Ravelry. Kim, you're busting my balls, love. Like, get them on PDFs and get them on Ravelry. What are you doing? Um, but you can purchase them in print. A lot of them have been done for Rowan and a lot of them have done, been done with Rowan Yarns but under her own name. And some, I think the Rowan ones that they own, you can get a single patterns on the Rowan site, but a lot of the better ones she's actually done herself and they're in these collections. But you have to order the collections in. Um, and one of which I found a lovely pattern for and I went on Amazon other retailers are available and I recommend that if you are going to buy books, don't buy them from Amazon, go buy them via hive.co.uk if you're in the UK because they're sourced from independent booksellers slash slash and transmit on that. But obviously I went on to try and find it and it was like £101 to buy the last copy of this flipping book. Now I did find it in some knitting shops as well it's, and it's under 20 quid to buy the book but the point being like... I just want to. I just want to download it now. I don't want. I don't want anyone delivering anything to me with viruses on it. <laughs> Notwithstanding the fact that my redirection is, still, I can't get my redirection cancelled. Everything I order is going to Sussex. Like I, I'm, I'm really struggling with Royal Mail. Like I'm having this really painful conversation with them, where each day someone else answers my reply, and each day they don't read the ones before it, and each day they send the same thing again, and I'm just like, I, I know you're dead busy and everything. And I'm I'm not being thick, like I've been at this for three weeks and I, I'm still like not getting to a point where I can speak to a human or that you can just, just cancel it. Like, I've got the number, how can it not be me? What what difference does my bloody email make when I've got the, the reference number? Don't know what email I did it with, can't remember, you know, so struggling with that anyway. Laurie is completely right, Kim Hargreaves. So um, I'd definitely go and have a look at those. And there was loads of patterns on there that I saw and I thought, yeah, that's quite nice. Lot, quite simple patterns. That, you know, it's not too free-free, not got too much kind of going on and not a load of speckle yarns because Rowan don't really do them. So, <laughs> But there are quite a few with kids' silk hairs and that's a massive trend, isn't it, at the moment, the whole, you know, um, a, 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 what's it called strand of DK held double with or not held double held along with I guess you can't hold it double can you it's not double the size held double is it held double then um, but held with a, 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 a string whatever it's called you know a piece like held together with um, mohair mohair thin mohair and I remember like when I first got into knitting and electric sheep was all the rage and you can't get them anywhere anymore. Like electric sheep. Can I not just pay for you to put it in the Wayback Machine? Like, come back. Come back, Hoxton. 
Um, she moved to Peckham, didn't she? And then I guess that was it. Um, anyway, electric sheep slash slash back onto whatever I was talking about, which was kids silk hairs, rowing kids silk hairs. That was a massive trend when I first came back to like knitting in like 2011 kids silk hairs was like all the rage and it seems like it's become like more of a thing again now not necessarily kids silk hairs but to hold like an indie dyed you know mohair whatever kids silk strand along with it so there's loads of those as well so if that's something that you're into at the moment and you like the look of i love mohair so i'm like yeah this is awesome more more floof bring me the floof um there are loads of patterns for that by kim hargreaves but you will obviously have to source the pattern book as a print pattern Un- unless we can all kind of hunt down Kim Hargreaves, um, drag her off sex in the city and get her to put them all on, on Ravelry. <laughs> so yeah, so there are two options um, for you to go and look at if you also are struggling with this. And I have managed to narrow it down to one of two options. So the first one was Cloudburst by Duca Shack Mulligan, as she is now. And that was done in an Eden Cottage Yarns collection, Drift, which I, I must have reviewed at some stage. I'll go back and look in the back catalogue. And if I have, I will link to that. But I've definitely interviewed Victoria twice, I think now. So I will also link to her episodes in the show notes for that. One of them was at Brighton at... Um, Unwind Festival in Brighton. It's a really kind of lovely, outdoorsy, background noisy, vibey interview. So I'd definitely listen to that if you're just missing the outdoors. And that collection was designed in Whitfell DK, which is 100% baby alpaca yarn. And it was a load of different designers that designed stuff. The Beast actually was a, a model, child model in that collection she modeled honeybee which is by danny sunshine and you can buy all the patterns separately now the pattern that like i said that i was looking at is cloudburst by duca shack mulligan and it's obviously it's a dk weight it's alpaca but i reckon i can get away with it basically looking at, at the at the structure of how it's put together, the construction, I think it's going to be totally fine in a super twist DK yarn. And it's got little kind of raindrop holes on the eyelet details on the shoulder and on the hip. Super simple. So that's one option. And Alice Parsons, the legend, poked a goblin, also pointed me helpfully in the direction of Orchidaceae by, I think that's how you say it, by Susan Crawford and it's part of her new collection called Evolution which I've been meaning to buy and I just in all of the rush in the last couple of weeks I just totally forgotten about and that's her new collection that's out four of the patterns have been released and then she's going to be releasing the patterns going forward and Orchidaceae is the DK version of Orchid. And it's got a really nice like lace york around it. And I was like, yeah, that's also going to look really cool. So they're both my options. I'm not sure which one I'm going to go for yet. I think I might go for the Cloudburst and hang on for the Orchidaceae and find some other DK for that. Because I'm definitely going to knit that one as well. Um, but I'll put links to all of these pattern suggestions and designers and people in the show notes, you can always find the show notes at the number 
of the episode. So it's always shinybee.com forward slash whatever the episode number is. And for this one, it will be shinybees.com forward slash 140. And all of the links and everything you need from this will be on that webpage. And you can leave me a little comment on that page as well if you want. I do read all of the blog comments. Um, I'm much more likely to see those than um, stuff that runs past quickly in social media because I just try not to be on be on there that much, if I'm honest. It's a bit depressing, you know, just people. Anyway, so they're my options for that and I'll let you know when I'm casting those on. But if anyone else does still have any of those um, DK pattern suggestions, definitely send them through and I'll probably just try and put them into some kind of blog post or something as as an idea if I can kind of get round to that I only normally write about the show notes I don't normally write blog posts as well because writing the the podcast on its own is quite a lot of work but I might I might do a few it just depends because I want to kind of keep all of these ideas together and not lose them in my various notebooks and that's quite a nice way of doing it so um look out for that some stage when I get round to it I'm sure I will link to all of those ideas and let you know about it So other things that you might want to know about, if a sweater is a little bit beyond you at this point, and it might be, and that's okay, uh, Helen Stewart, Curious Handmaid, my lovely pal, has just made the Habitation Throw free for the month of April. Uh, This was a pattern that was in uh, Knitvent for 2019, so it's quite new still, and it is free, but it's still for sale. And all proceeds, if you want to just buy it anyway, rather than get it for free, all of the proceeds from those sales will go to the UN Refugee Agency. She's going to donate all of the proceeds to that. But it is also available for free if, you know, everyone's struggling at the moment and people know that. So if you, you know, if you can't manage it, then you can still get it for free and just chill out a little bit. It's a nice, simple kind of lap blanket pattern. Uh, that you can just sit there and, and knit away on and not kind of worry too much about having to follow patterns and getting things right. I'll put a link to that also in the show notes. Also, I had some yoga feedback. I asked for feedback on people who know about yoga from an episode that I did. I think it was 136 where I was talking about learning yoga in Chinese. I'm kind of glad I've not had to go back, to be honest, because I'm still proper rubbish at it. But uh, Lynn, actually, Greater X, again, sent me some feedback and said, yeah, don't worry, basically don't compete with other people. Not, you know, you should don't, don't compete with yourself. Just kind of go with the flow. Just enjoy it. You know, don't worry about it too much. <laughs> She's always easier said than done, isn't it? Uh, the kids have been doing cosmic kids yoga. They did Minecraft yoga today, which they loved because they got to pretend to be all of the different creatures out of Minecraft. And uh, that's quite fun because the lady who presents it is British, so she's not totally over the top with the whole, hi kids, how are you? I'm so excited that you sometimes get from the, the YouTube people. She doesn't really do that. So, so that's good. I think it's because she does so much yoga, obviously she's dead chill. But anyway. I really hate the proper overly kiddie voice people. They stress me out and my kids just roll their eyes as well. In fact, they started to roll their eyes at Joe Wicks. That is, he's like, Mummy, is this an activity for children to keep fit or is he just exercising his vocal cords because he's doing a lot of talking and I can't concentrate on the exercises. In fact, he isn't even doing it the whole way through because he's talking. 
not that that's her voice, but I mean, that's like me doing an impression of her voice. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, fair play, love, like he's not shut up yet. You know what I mean? I'm quite worried that my kids are going with this like mockney accent. It's like, all right, we're going to do some burpees now. I'm a bit worried they're going to start talking like that if they watch too much of it. Um, but we have managed to do some actual work along alongside some PE uh, this week. Certainly, we were doing some literacy and numeracy today, and then we're going to do a, a project on the Romans. We're going to learn about Bodica, she's a proper badass. So we're going to learn about her. So yeah, it's been quite funny. And uh, Sammy's calamities, indeed. Another project that I'm thinking of getting into is writing children's books. <laughs> Inspired in no small part by Sammy uh, and his calamities, like if there's an accident that's going to happen, Sammy's going to have it. Like he, he's just, I don't know how I've still got any nerves because if if there's something that's going to happen, he's, it's going to happen to him. And it's just the most ridiculous stuff that happens to him. And I'm going to write a series of, of comedy books about Sammy's calamities and Izzy's going to illustrate them for me. She's a really good drawer, actually. She's a great artist. And she can draw really funny pictures of him that look just like him. Uh, usually when she's making a sign for a door saying, get out, no naughty brothers, no Sammy allowed, no annoying little brothers. So I'm going to get her to, to illustrate it all for me. And hope, well, not hopefully, I'm going to be totes famous, like... And dead rich. And from my Sammy's Calamities, I'm going to sell the rights to it. It's going to be amazing. If anyone else, like, I'm, I'm claiming my copy right now to Sammy's Calamities. And uh, bless him. The, the the last one that I'm quite convinced might end up getting turned into some kind of true crime podcast at some stage. But we were in South Africa and we'd just gotten this D, not DD. I keep calling it a DD. It's not a DD. An Uber. An Uber. DD is what it's called in China. Um, got in this Uber and this lovely bloke is chatting away. He's from Zimbabwe and he's telling us all about his family and stuff. And obviously we used to live in Limpopo, which is near Zimbabwe. So we're like chatting and telling him about how it rains all the time in the UK and everywhere was flooded and all of this. And Sammy, for some reason, Sammy likes to pull his teeth out. Like not all the time, just when we're traveling somewhere. I don't know if it's just because he's sat there and he thinks, oh, that's a bit wobbly. I'll just, I'll, I might pull that. I think I'll pull that. So we sat there in the back of this car and when they're not like scrapping with each other and I'm bollocking them basically for being complete terrors, they weren't really being terrors. I mean, they've been, they've done lots of traveling, but you know what I mean? When you're stuck in a really warm car and your kids are like crazy in the back. And then anyway, it goes quiet and he just sits in the back and starts like wiggling his tooth. Like wiggle, 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 wiggle. And the next thing he pulls it out. He's like, mommy, mommy, look, 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 my tooth, look. Is the tooth fairy coming? Uh, well, she, she can come when I find out what the exchange rate is to the rand for the tooth fairy. Like, I, I've only got £2.50 in my purse. Like, what can I do? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure she'll come. I'm sure she'll just keep, just keep hold of it. Just keep hold of it super carefully. Don't, don't lose. Kiss of death. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. And the next minute, he lifts his little hand up to show me as I crane my neck around. And his little think sweaty little fingers just slip off this tooth, and the tooth drops onto the seat and rolls backwards down the seat as he tries to stop it with his little sweaty pudgy hands. And then this tooth rolls into into the gap that the the seat belt comes out of, and just disappears forever. So he's, he's, he's devastated. He's like, mommy, my tooth is in the car. What am I going to do? And I'm like, 
<laughs> me being me, I'm like, well, the tooth fairy's going to come to the to the Uber driver now, isn't she? Because he's got your teeth. You need to be a bit more careful. <laughs> and uh, he's like, no. I said, I'll have a look when we stop. So I have a look when we stop. And there's flipping like Maltesers down this hole. It's, it's the hole in the side, the bottom of the car the seatbelt goes through. Like, it's always full of absolute detritus. It's flipping, like I said, Maltesers, a couple of Skittles, you know, like fluff, hair, dust. No tooth. Can't find this freaking tooth anywhere. So I have to convince him that the tooth fairy knows his tooth is actually come out and, you know, he's going to come. She's going to come. It's going to be fine. And then like, we get out of the car and, and the the guy goes, dead nice guy, off, off he goes. And then I just sit there thinking, I hope he's not in like some kind of crash. I hope his car doesn't get like stolen and burnt out or anything or nothing happens because you know like if the police come and they start doing forensics on this car there's going to be this kid's tooth in the back of the car and it's going to be this big mystery about who which kid this tooth belongs to and you know all of that and it was just like how do you do it like how do you do it Sammy how, how do you do it and and that isn't even the best one that is that's not even close to the best one the best one, he got his winky stuck in a train. But that's another story. It's another story. Another story. You'll have to buy Sammy's Calamities if you want to find out all of them. He actually got stuck in the side of a train as well. An actual train, not a toy train. Yeah, that child, honestly. Anyway, complete tangent. But you know what? Bear with me. We're, none of us are going anywhere, are we? So, whatevs. Whatevs. If it makes it a bit longer, then happy days. The other thing I'm going to tell you about before I go into the review is um, I said I would recommend some fiction podcasts for you and I've waxed lyrical before about podcasts being awesome and I've got a list of different UK fiction podcasts if you like uh, British based stuff. Obviously there are other podcasts everywhere else but this is one that was given to me by my friend Aunt McGinley as a you know recommendation for stuff I can listen to. So I've got a couple that I'm going to recommend if you fancy this sort of stuff. If you're not into sci-fi, it's probably not going to be for you. Um, but if you're a fan of Terry Pratchett and Douglas Adams, the recommendation for UK fiction podcast is We Fix Space Junk. So, and if you are, if Red Dwarf is more of your thing, then diary of a space archivists or oblivity could be good for you so we fix space junk i'll read you the blurb um this final job was supposed to pay off all of her debts but kilner's last delivery contained more than she bargained for when she accepted the job of smuggling escapee samantha trap bum bum along <laughs> across the galaxy she expected the job to be over and done with quickly but now they're stuck with each other and they have a job to do a comedy about friendship student debt and surviving in an unfriendly galaxy that's by Beth Crane. And Diary of a Space Archivist. This kind of reminds me of Louise Nip British because she does, she works in a library. And uh, this is Sam always wanted to explore, explore space and she is in space. Unfortunately, she isn't exploring. She's archiving. Yep. Things can only get better, right? Join Sam as she navigates the pitfalls of space legislature, narrowly avoids detention, repeatedly fixes her broken down spaceship and glitching AI companion and, oh yes, discovers stuff. So they could be quite good fun, I think. Um, maybe have a listen to those. And if you've heard them before, then let me know what you think on those. So now we'll go on to the review. 
So a review then of Knit Accessories, Essentials and Variations by Kate Adderley. As mentioned earlier, this was originally released in 2012. She's just re-released it last week. And it was her second book that she did. The first one she did was Beyond Knit and Pearl. And she's done a ton of other books since then, including loads of stuff on knitting socks, on designing and all of that good stuff as well. So definitely someone to check out. And as I said, she has been on the show before and I will link to her episode in the show notes for you. And you'll find the show notes for this episode at shinybees.com forward slash one four zero. So the blurb before we start reads as follows. If you have come here after picking up my first book, Beyond Knit and Pearl, thanks for that. It's nice to see you again. If this is our first knitting excursion together, I hope you'll enjoy my patterns. I've designed them to be friendly and useful for knitters of all levels, whether you've been knitting for years or you've just finished your first scarf. Every knitter needs a set of solid patterns for the classics. Hats, mitts, scarves, cowls, leg warmers and socks. These are the patterns that you will return to again and again to keep you, your family and friends well accessorised and warm. These patterns are straightforward and written to be accessible to even the newest knitter. We begin at the very beginning with a selection of classic scarves and go all the way through to socks. We've got multiple sizes for each and all patterns are worked in two gauges to make it easier to find yarn, whether in your stash or your local yarn shop. And we've provided instructions for easy ways to customise and personalise the patterns. Each sample is photographed in a solid and a variegated yarn so you can see what the projects will look like in different types of yarns. No matter which yarn you choose, you know the finished items will look great and fit well. Happy knitting! Thanks, Kate! Um, it, and it is awesome. Like I do really like this book. I think the, the blurb doesn't oversell it in any way, shape or form. And I have got a couple of things that I would like to see with it afterwards you know like if it was reviewed and, and revised then there'd be some things you could add in but on the whole I think it is super I'm dead happy with it and the reason for that is a lot of kind of beginner style or basic knitting books the patterns can be a bit naff point one um a bit too novelty on the yarn for me and I love a novelty yarn like you know I love a novelty yarn but like if you're going to get into knitting, it doesn't, you don't want it to be too super novelty. And you'll know what I mean. The, some of the, the, the get into knitting books are quite naff. And now in naff, what a word. I'm naff using that. How long ago was that even a word? Anyway, this isn't, the patterns in this are not, the, they are really classic kind of timeless patterns and the knitting yarns where it's not, you know, it doesn't look super novelty at all. But if you wanted to add some novelty to it, I mean, you could. I wouldn't know for these. I'd let the kind of, you know, the yarn just do the talking by itself. And um, one of the best things about it, I will talk about in a little while, but I'll just kind of go through it in the order that it's written. So you know what to expect. So she starts off with a section on before you get started. And this section addresses like how to choose yarns. Which in some respects, it can take away that fun element because I think when you first start knitting, quite often you end up just picking up some, again, it's like a novelty yarn. You'll end up picking up some yarn that you're like, yeah, that's pretty amaze in pound stretch or whatever and think, yeah, I'm going to knit something with that. And 
this kind of takes it obviously from the other way around and it explains all the different types of yarns, the different sizes, the different gauges that you get. And it gives suggestions uh, for substitutions as well, which is really good. So it recommends some really great uh, commercial and some indie yarns in the recommended yarns um, or the yarns the patterns call for. But it also explains really simple ways that you can just substitute one in for the other. Which if you're just starting, you, you're not necessarily going, going to want to do a lot of different, you know, hard maths or anything. But if you can just, you know, match up the gauge, that's enough, you know. So it also has some recommendations for non-wool yarns as well and different types of fibres and just some basics of what you can expect from those types of fibres. Just enough, you know, for the beginner. It's not hardcore like, you know, gauge microns, blah, blah, blah. It's just uh, this will be a little bit warmer. This will be a little bit cooler. This will be a little bit sweaty. Acrylic, I'm looking at you. All of that kind of stuff. Um, there's also quite a good section on swatching as well, which again is, is quite often kind of skimmed over, I find, in learn to knit books over, you know, the basics of the knit stitch, the pearl stitch and everything else. And in this book, it's explained quite nicely as to why it's, it's useful and how to do it and which, you know, whether you should swatch flat or in the round and all of that good stuff. And also what you need to do if your, your swatch is off, basically, by however much amount. It also tells you how to block things as well, which is awesome and explains why you need to do that and give some tips for gift knitting, which these things are all going to be really good gift knit type things. But it even gives you ideas as to like how to pick colours and all of that good stuff. So it has, as I mentioned from the blurb, a variety of different patterns, starting from your basic garter stitch kind of Doctor Who type scarf all the way through to like a socks in different sizes. So in the scarf section, you've got a standard garter stitch scarf. You've got a classic rib scarf and then you've got a variation on that theme where it's, it's the move move the stitches along so it's um a different again a different appearance to the yarn so a mistake stitch ribbon and so there's three different kinds there that you can try they're all done in different weights as well leaning towards those heavier weight yarns and if that is one sort of no, it's not a criticism. It's a I, I would like to have is um it goes down to worsted and then to four ply, and in the UK a lot of the yarns that you sort of trip over out and about do tend to be DK weight, and um it it might make it a little bit more accessible to have a DK weight sort of pattern in there as opposed to I mean well, I know worsted isn't that far off, but you weighing it up against also if it's a beginner. And it's, you know, thicker yarn, it's going to be done faster and therefore it's easier. Um, but I would quite like to see see some DK in this. But I mean, it's it's got chunky, it's got worsted, it's got four ply, it's got bulky as well. So it has got a lot of weight, it's just not DK and I'm quite into DK at the moment. And in general, really, for, for anything other than kind of socks, I quite like DK. So... Um, what I also like is there's a lot of kind of side notes that are put in that goes along with the particular patterns or has some tips or hints on different techniques, uh, which is really cool. My absolute favourite part starts after this, where it goes into, and it has this in every section, is a designing your own, which you definitely don't ever really see in beginner type 
box and it gives you like all of the maths, all of the numbers for all these different kinds of scarves. So you can literally swap it out and swap in these different stitch patterns and get a different looking scarf. And there's a picture with swatches for all of the different uh, patterns that goes along with that. So you can just look at it and go, right, I'm not going to do a, a plain one. I'm going to do a moss stitch. I'm going to do a seed stitch. I'm going to do whatever which is really cool. What I also really like is there's been, there's a column added on there called fabric characteristics. And that, obviously, if you're a new knitter, you're not going to know necessarily how the fabric's going to turn out. And by the way, I'm talking about new knitters a lot in this book, talking about this book, but it's definitely not just for new knitters because to have all of these like little cheat sheets and little quick things in one place, um, so you can quickly just open it and check, I think is really useful and the design in your own section I think is where this book comes into its own for the more advanced knitter although you could just use it even if you knew I think you'd get away with it for sure because it's really simple to understand um so that's really cool and they also in that there's a, la uh, a table where all of the yarn amounts are also worked out for you so you can just work out how wide your scarf is how long your scarf is what type of yarn you're going to use and it'll tell you exactly how many yards you need all in one table, which is just, I know you can work it out, like I know you can do a little sum, but this just makes it easier, it just, it's not as daunting for someone who's new, or someone who is slightly lazy when it comes to working this stuff out, put me in a second bracket, I just, I just want to be told, I just don't want to have to think, um, after that we've got some cowls as well, and that's obviously a great introduction to knitting in the round, Again, with two different weights of yarn. There's a garter ridge double wrap cowl as well. So you can see why these are going to be really nice for kind of quick gift knits as well. It's just dead simple. And the other thing that I really like is there is quite a lot of explanations of what sort of yarn turns into what sort of pattern. I think as you get more experience with knitting, you start realising that, you know, if you're going to do cables, don't do them in black yarn because you can't really see them. And if you're going to do something with a lot of texture, maybe don't do it in a variegated yarn because it looked like something's puked on it or whatever. You start to learn what things will work together from trial and error, really, and from looking at other people's projects and seeing what they've done. And what I like here is, is again, it's lots of little tips that mean that the chance of you making mistakes are less because you're like, oh, that'll end up turning out like this. Oh, yeah. You know, you sort of like start putting things together in terms of how things work and how to pair up yarns with the project that you're doing. There are also some tips for how to do things for techniques. What I would love to see is links in the PDF book to videos. I'm sure they're out there now. I mean, this book was written in 2012 and it wasn't so common to have all of these videos available to us so easily. Um, but this that would be a really nice update is to now have a set of videos to go with it to really round off this book as a beginner product just to have those hyperlinks in there that you could quickly go to, to uh, videos on the website. Um, it's definitely, you know, like a nice to have but something that would really add to it, I think, um, and make it even more useful. So other projects there are in the book, there's leg warmers, there's hats, there's a tock style hat, beanie style hat, or, or a slouchy hat. And again, loads of different examples for different types of dye styles on the yarns, different thicknesses of wool, what they look like, um, 
which is really cool. And also going into the socks and customising of the socks in particular is another great section that really, you know, up levels this book beyond your average, like knit some basic accessories book. Um, is this customisation, this design your own. And yeah, you can do it. And yeah, you can just make it up. But it's just all the information's in one place. It just makes it super easy to do it. So my plus points for this book are, I love the design your own feature in it. I think it makes it a really strong book and encourages people to start customising from the very outset if you knew and it just makes it super easy to customise like cheat sheets, tables, makes it easy to customise if you've been knitting for a while and you just want to freestyle a little bit and I really like that it's a very very solid collection of all of the staple patterns that you're going to need like your hats, your cowls, you know your basic socks, leg warmers, all of it in one book with that information it's just a really nice little product together I can see it being one of those books that you come back to time and time again. Um, things that I would like to see in there is some DK. Just it's just personal. It's not it's not missing necessarily anything from not having the DK. I just think that's a yarn that people come across quite often, um, and are more likely to have lying around. And I would like some diagrams and some videos of the techniques just to really kind of polish polish the top end of it off. In fairness. When it comes to techniques and stuff, there are links at the back of the book for different websites that you can go to to go and get, you know, some help with these. Um, but I think just being able to click straight out of this PDF, especially now, you know, people are going to be using it on tablets more than they would have been when it was written and all of that that good stuff. I just think those quick little hyperlinks would would add, a, you know, a load of polish to it. Um, so something that's already a really kind of solid offer. So that is my review of... Kate Atherley's Knit Accessories, Essentials and Variation. I will link to where you can get this in the show notes. It's available on Ravelry. It's available in print as well, I believe. It was originally done by Cooperative Press. But I'll put all the links that you need in the show notes and you can find it at shinybees.com forward slash one four zero. So that's all we've got time for today. I hope you've enjoyed the show considerably longer than the last few episodes have been. Appreciate we've been off on a few tangents today in the in the old episode, but you know, that's what happens when you're locked up for two weeks on your own with your kids. And I know you guys are the same, even if you're at work or whatever, everyone's heads are up their asses right now. And I think that's okay. Like this is my permission slip for for not over editing, overthinking the podcast, just putting it out there where I am now and hoping that it entertains you a little bit and isn't kind of too all over the show really but I will be back again with you soon and until then happy crafting take care and I'll speak to you all again soon cheers you've been listening to the shiny bees podcast Show notes for this episode can be found at shinybees.com forward slash 140. And if you want every episode of the show as soon as it's released, then please do subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Music for this episode is by Adam and the Walter Boys with I Need a Drink, available on iTunes. I need a drink. I need a friend.